All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Daily Faceoff Live. It's Matt Larkin here. It's good Friday, April 7th, and we are brought to you by Betano 19+. Please play responsibly. The game starts now with Betano. Find out more by heading to betano.ca. And I'm joined, of course, by Stephen Ellis, my usual Friday partner in crime, our prospect analyst, associate editor. And Stephen, I know you're covering a lot of tournaments right now, the Frozen Four, the Women's World Championship. Which one are you going to be at next and what's going on? I'm going to be at uh, the Women's World Championship today. You know, no NHL game, so it makes that easy. Uh, Canada, Czechia is the big one tonight. And, uh, you know, it's not a huge arena. I think it's like 2,500, 3,000 people, but it's going to be full and it's going to be loud. All righty. Well, we have a bizarre NHL schedule because NHL, we had a lot of games Thursday. We have everyone playing Saturday. We have no games tonight, but lots to discuss about last night's games. So let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock. And Stephen, we're going to start with that Eastern Conference wildcard race. A couple big wins. The Pittsburgh Penguins take down the Minnesota Wild 4-1. The New York Islanders pummel the Tampa Bay Lightning 6-1. They both get wins. So I'm curious, which of those wins to you was was needed more which team needed it more well just from a statistical standpoint pittsburgh because they're slightly lower in the standings there but uh, you know i think for the islanders though because that's a team that we've talked about on this show and we've said that this is a group that could give the top teams some issues 
uh, when the playoffs kick off. And it's a team that could shut you down, that has good goaltending and things like that. And if I if it's one of those two teams making the playoffs, I feel more confident in the Islanders going farther. And a lot of that goes down to goaltending. And I know early on in the week on the show, the, the topic of, of Pittsburgh's goaltending being an issue. So I think for the Islanders to go out there and, and beat Tampa Bay like that, that's, you know, that that shows that they're like, that, that's a tough playoff opponent, and that's one that they're going to have to probably deal with if they're going to go far in the playoffs, uh, or at least a team of that caliber. So uh, I think that was a good measuring stick. But uh, you look at Pittsburgh, and they kind of just need to win every single game at this point. Both teams do, and uh, it's been a rough go for Penguins this year, and this could be their last real chance at it. But I, I know just from a who makes it to being competitive standpoint, I just think, you know, the Islanders, that was a good measuring stick, and they needed that, and uh, I just feel more confident of them anyways. Yeah, I think we're on the same page there. It was a big statement for the Islanders, especially because the knock on this team, supposedly, they're very boring and they have trouble scoring. So the fact that they could put a sixth spot up on Tampa Bay is encouraging. Like you said, the Penguins with one fewer game, they're really up against it, I think, as well. One fewer point, I should say. They're really up against it. They have to win out. Interestingly, both teams have really easy schedules the rest of the way. Islanders host Philly at Washington, host Montreal. The Penguins Detroit, Chicago, and at Columbus. So you can't really look at one team schedule and say, okay, it's going to be an easier road than the other. They're both in good shape there. But I agree with you as well about the Penguins to me looking like not as exciting of a wild card team if they get in. I'm just not confident, especially in that goaltending. And it's funny, I've had a lot of Penguins fans say to me, hey, who knows where we could have got, gotten last year if Tristan Jari was healthy. And I say, uh, did you see Tristan Jari the year before against the Islanders in the playoffs? I wouldn't call him reliable. So no matter who's in the net, whether it's going to be Jari, assuming he can stay healthy, whether it's Casey to Smith, it's a shaky situation for the Penguins. So to me, it's a lot more interesting if the Islanders do get in because of the Ilya Sorokin factor. So let's move out west now, Stephen. We had some history made on Thursday night. The Seattle Kraken, they take down the Arizona Coyotes in year two of the franchise. The Kraken clinched their first playoff berth. I can't say I saw this coming. But I'm curious, do you think, A, that this team could make noise in the playoffs now that we know they're in? And also, do you think Dave Haxtell is getting enough Jack Adams love? I feel like he's not. I feel like the whole year there's been lots of discussion about Jim Montgomery, Bruce Cassidy. I'm not hearing a lot of Haxtell. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, the start on Haxtell, like I remember when he got hired and a lot of people were saying like, is this the right guy? You know, there's better options out there. Why are you going with him of all people? And it's this, he's taken a team that no one projected to make the playoffs. And I was still on board of this team needs to continue to be as bad as possible to continue getting all those draft picks to the anti-Vegas Golden Knights thing but instead you know I think they outperformed their expectations and they'll never say that publicly but did they expect Vince Dunn to be as good as he was did they expect Martin Jones to get all these wins no did they you know it was kind of supposed to be a year where Matty Beniers and Shane Wright would come in and start to take over and, and Beniers did that um, but this is a team that is over exceeded and I think that's that's you know I would not want to count them out at this point you know the the thing about the West all year long and specifically that division was you know, could Seattle go over and, or could anyone go out there and win? And yeah, I think Seattle's got as good a chance as anyone because in small sample sizes, they're so hard to play against. They can get those goaltending performances from Martin Jones they need. They can get the the scoring from anywhere in the lineup. The defense could be such a pain to play against. So uh, yeah, you know, I, 
I wouldn't want to have to play against the Kraken in that first round because I think just, you know, they, they've got nothing to lose. They're like these underdog guys no matter what. Even if they were one of the top seeds, I think they'd still be seen as the underdogs given, you know, their lack of history and they have to fight their way through. So uh, I think, you know, that's a, definitely a team to cheer for. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, you know, you touched on the idea of them sort of being ahead of schedule. I do wonder if we'll look back on this year as, as hurting the Kraken because they didn't have enough years to sort of build that critical mass of prospects, build up the farm system. They got a little too good too fast. And now they have sort of this middling team, but they don't really have a superstar and they're not going to have a high pick to sort of build around. So I do wonder if it'll hurt them in the long run, but regardless, they've been very impressive this season, especially that offense, fourth in goals per game, even though they have that pretty weak power play. And they currently have 13 players on the roster with at least 12 goals. That stat really blows me away. And I do think you have to give a lot of credit to Dave Haxtell for taking a team that I don't want to diss the Kraken, but they're low on high-end talent. When your main scoring threat is Jaron McCann, it's not like you're the Colorado Avalanche and they've managed to squeeze a lot out of this group. I'm not that confident in what Seattle could do in the playoffs because those goaltenders, Martin Jones, Philip Grubauer, when you're fighting to stay north of 900 and you're losing that fight all season long, I don't know if you have the chops in net to go up against you know a team that has, let's say, a Jake Ottinger. There's so many other options in the West, in the East as well, but uh, I'm not super confident about the Kraken in, in net in terms of how, how deep they can go. So, Stephen, earlier this week, we had uh, quite a milestone from Ryan Nugent Hopkins of the Edmonton Oilers. He hits 100 points at 29 years old when his previous career high was 69 points. So it's like, is this a breakout from Ryan Nugent Hopkins more than a decade into his career? I don't know if this meets the standard for what I'd call a breakout, but I'm curious now that we're on that topic. If it's not the news, who is your breakout player of the 2022-23 season? Well, going from a nice 69 points to 100 shows, you know, this guy is just like, I, no, again, no one could have seen that one coming, but that's really cool to see given how it took a while for him to get to full strength and, and be as good as we know he could have been after that draft. But for me, it's got to be Linus Olmark. And, you know, watching that Bruins game last night and watching Jeremy Swayman play as good as he was, and it just brought back the memories of like, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and it was you know, Swayman like looked like maybe the guy who was going to be the number one for the future there. And, you know, that still could happen. But Omar comes in here, puts on one of the best goaltending seasons that we've seen in forever. You know, 40 wins is never a guarantee anymore, especially when you are splitting the net like they are. And it's for him to get uh, just like statistically be near the, be near the top in most stats, uh, surprisingly not in shutouts, actually. I thought that was a bit surprising. But you look at most of the goalie stats, goal saved above average and the stats at five on five. And, you know, there's very few goalies that can compete with him all year long. And he is the Vesna favorite. And, you know, when he signed out of Buffalo, it was like this was the opportunity he had to really take his game to the next level. He finally was going to have a better support system with him. And then last year wasn't the greatest season and then Tuka Rask came in for a little bit and it was just a weird year in net but you, this year he's established himself as one of the best goalies in the league and again I don't know how many people could have seen that coming. I certainly did not and Stephen by mentioning Allmark you're giving me a, a chance to plug our content which I love. Tomorrow morning we're going to have a great piece from hockey historian Paul Paduti looking at Linus Allmark's season and how it ranks among, it truly ranks among the all-time best seasons by a goalie. It's really fascinating stuff. So watch for that tomorrow morning. 
in terms of my breakout pick, I'm going to go more the young player who's reaching a new echelon. And that's Tim Stutzla of the Ottawa Senators. And I remember interviewing him, covering him during his draft year, and really recognizing at the time, talking to scouts, that the ceiling was as high as anyone's in that draft class. He was the third pick. But I remember thinking, okay, based on what I'm being told, he might not be as safe a bet. This is, again, what was said at the time. As safe of a bet to make it as Alexi Lafreniere, but the ceiling was just as high. And now we're seeing Tim Stutzla absolutely blow away everybody in the 2020 draft class. If it was redone, he'd clearly be the first pick today. He's got 84 points in 75 games at 21 years old. And I think he's going to be a 100-point player by next year. It's similar to what we saw from Jack Hughes between last season and this season. I think it's going to be the big Tim Stutzla breakout, maybe even getting Ottawa toward a playoff spot next season. So, Stephen, it's Friday, and you know that means it's time for our usual tradition to buy some beers. So who would you like to buy a beer for this week? See, this one was a tough one because, you know, there was a lot of college hockey players that uh, I that ended their seasons uh, yesterday, and there was a few players I felt bad for. Some players I was like, you know what, congratulations on a good career like Luke Hughes. But fortunately, most of those players are kind of underage, so I don't want to get arrested for that. Uh, so I decided to go with another college player being Akito Hirose from Vancouver, gets a two-point night, uh, you know. The thing about the when it comes to these college players is you got to be like a twenty three year old having a great third or fourth season is is great, but you know those guys typically end up just becoming depth pieces. But uh, when you got a team like Vancouver where they're not in it to win it right now, they're just trying things out. They can take chances. They can give guys like that a bit more ice time. And I thought he looked outstanding last night. He looked confident. You know, first couple of games he was just trying to catch up to the speed and the physicality. But uh, last night, seeing what he was able to do, he was confident he was making some good passes he was engaged all the time so uh i i loved seeing uh that from him and you know again he's of age to drink a beer so i will buy him one it seems like uh akito is going to be the better of the two brothers of course taro coming into the detroit red wings a couple years back impressive stuff i am going to buy a beer for steven stamkos of the tampa bay lightning we saw him set that milestone last night, 1,000 games, second player to do it all with the Tampa Bay Lightning, 1,000 games. And the reason why I want to hold up my virtual glass for Steven Stamkos is it's interesting to see the career trajectory. It reminds me of what we were saying at one point about Sidney Crosby when he was in major injury trouble. We were saying, is this going to be a Hall of Fame-worthy career that gets cut way too short? And I think that was the conversation around Steven Stamkos a few years ago when he had injury after injury. He just could not get through a full season. And there was sort of that wondering, hey, is this going to be a Hall of Fame career or is he never going to get there because his career is going to get cut short? Suddenly, he's found a way to stay healthy over the last couple of seasons. We've seen him hit those milestones, 514 goals now, well over 1,000 points. And he's done so as one of the classiest players in the league. He's become a real leader for that Tampa Bay Lightning room, of course. Uh, and I just think he's worthy of a glass. And to me now, there's no doubt, of course, he's got multiple cup rings. And the sample size is big enough because he got healthy. He's clearly hit all the Hall of Fame benchmarks. So I raise a glass to Mr. Steven Stamkos. And I want to ask you quickly, Steven, about the Lightning while we're on the topic. Are you worried about the Lightning's depth right now with Tanner Janot getting hurt? And it sounds like that timeline is pretty scary. I think we got to know the exact details of kind of that timeline at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, he hasn't been playing very well necessarily. But I think, you know, Tampa, again, just as a team where they could have stood pat at the deadline and I still would have been confident in their group. They are still the Tampa Bay Lightning. They still know how to get 
uh, how to do get things done. And I think, I think playoff experience as a concept is quite overrated. And it's like, you know, you'll be like, oh, this guy's played in the playoffs. Like, yeah, but he may have been a third line player at this point, blah, blah, blah. Like, it doesn't matter in a lot of cases. But when it comes to Tampa Bay, it's still the same core. They've done it three years in a row. It's making the finals. They could do it again. They they know the competition here. They know the matchup. They're getting prepared for it, uh, whether or not they'll admit that or not. But I think, you know, I just I, I don't want to ever underwrite the Tampa Bay Lightning, just knowing how good they could be. So, yeah, they might have a couple injuries, but they'll find ways to make up for that no matter what. That's just kind of their thing. Okay, we're going to switch gears to their opponent in the Stanley Cup final last year for the next segment of the All-32. We're bringing in Peter Baugh of The Athletic to talk Colorado Avalanche. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, welcome to a new segment of the All 32. I'm very pleased to be joined today by Peter Bob, the Athletic. And, and Peter, Lots to discuss today, but first off, how are you doing? How are you grinding through this first season after a cup win last year? I'm doing well. It's certainly been a, a bit bit tiring coming off the cup run. I think probably the players feel the same way of of obviously you you go long into the summer and you don't have a, a huge break. But um, yeah, we're kind of chugging along and it's been a it's been a good time. So, Peter, we had some concerning injury updates this week. Of course, there was Darren Helm, but the big discussion is Kale McCarr and that sort of mysterious timeline for when he's going to be back. So are you having any updates, hearing anything about when we can expect to see him back in the lineup? Yeah, I wouldn't jump to the conclusion that this is a super serious injury. I think um, oftentimes Jared and I, the coach, will say something has uh, he doesn't have a timeline just because he doesn't know when the player will be back. That doesn't no timeline doesn't necessarily mean a long timeline. So I I don't know anything for certain, but my sense is that it's probably going to be okay and it's not like a, a season ender or anything like that. Um, obviously, you never know with these things, especially when the coach says there's no timeline. Um, but I wouldn't jump to the conclusion, I guess that. Uh, no timeline means that he's going to be out for indefinitely or whatever. 
Peter, when you look at Miko Rantanen this year and what he's been able to do, and he had a great year last year, 92 points in that regular season, great playoff run. But this year, it looks like he's going to hit 100 points for the first time in the regular season. So what can you say changed in his game this season? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's almost just a continuation of, of what he's been building towards. I think you've, you've seen a little more five-on-five uh, production in terms of scoring and putting the puck in the net. But he last year was would have been on – he he had a good chance to reach 100 points last year, but he got sick at the end of the season and missed a, a week or two. So he uh, he's a, a really really special hockey player. I think you can his passing is is maybe a little underrated just because he's um, such a good goal scorer. People don't realize kind of know the plays that he he's able to make on the ice. And then last night he showed just his his goal scoring touch. He has a nose for the net and. Uh, um, Scarred had a hat trick to get to 52 goals. First Finnish player to, to get to that mark this century uh, since Timo Solani and I think 97, 98. So quite a run for, for Rantanen. And he's really stepped up for the apps when they've needed him to uh, when they've dealt with injuries. Peter, right now on uh, Daily Faceoff, we have a great story from Mike McKenna, and he's rating every goalie group in the NHL based on his confidence in them going to the playoffs. And I wanted to ask you about Alexander Georgiev. He's been a revelation this season. I think the gamble that Colorado took, bringing him in to be the starter, obviously it's gone great, 918, same percentage, but he has never started a playoff game in his career. It sort of blows my mind to picture that for a team that's the defending Stanley Cup champion, relying on someone with 0.0 career starts in the playoffs. So I'm curious for your take. Mike McKenna had six out of 10 for his confidence in Colorado goaltending. Are you confident that Georgiev can be the man to carry the load in the postseason? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's it's one of those things where you you don't have experience until you you go and do something. And and now is his chance to do it. He he was really confident that he could be a starting goaltender. He was obviously blocked in New York by Igor Shesterkin and Henrik Lundqvist before that. So so he didn't he was never really going to get the chance to to show that there. Um, but he he's been I mean better than I would have expected this season. He's been he's been an excellent starting goaltender in this league and um, kept the Avs in some games that um, were where they allowed a lot of chances and and the teams dealt with a lot of injuries and his statistics are are honestly very similar to Darcy Kemper's last year and and that's been um, exactly what the Colorado Avalanche have needed considering they were able to use kind of the money they saved not bringing back Kemper to get. Um, guys like Evan Rodriguez on a one-year $2 million deal. So he's certainly been a um, a bright spot for this Avalanche team. There's always going to be a little uncertainty around guys in the playoffs until they've done it for the first time. Uh, but I wouldn't say that just because he hasn't done it doesn't mean that he can't do it this year. So we'll see We'll see how he looks. He, uh, I know he's excited for the playoffs, and he's he's had a really good regular season. All right. I wanted to squeeze one more in there for you, Peter, before you go. Uh, I'm just curious about Gabriel Landeskog's status and is he close to returning or are we looking at the classic Nikita Kucherov type, type situation where he'll be dropping in for game one of the playoffs? What do you think is happening right now? Well, he's skating. This isn't, uh, I mean, it, this is a very legit injury. Like he's, they expected him to be back um Earlier, he, I think, expected to be back earlier. The recovery's just taken longer from this knee surgery than um, than people were expecting. This wasn't like a cap 
circumvention technique. I, I think they could get back under the salary cap if they wanted and uh, wanted him to play games this year, which I'm sure they would, would love for him to get in a game or two this regular season. It's hard for me from the outside seeing that happening just because he's he's still skating in a red con no, non-contact jersey. He hasn't taken any contact since game six of the Stanley Cup final, um, other than maybe a little bit over the summer if he if he did any contact skating. So it, he still seems like he's a, a little bit away. It's It's been a bit of a mysterious situation. I don't have a, a super concrete timeline. It seems like he's making progress. The question is just like, will that progress take place fast enough for him to be available for postseason action? Okay, fair. Well, thanks, Peter. Great updates as always. Pleasure to have you on and good luck during the playoffs. We'll see if it's another deep run for you. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, Stephen, it's time for our Ask DFO inbox question. And hey, there ain't no NHL games being played today, so it's a perfect time to transition to something that's kind of non-hockey. Uh, of course, we know the Masters is going on right now, day two of the Masters. And it kind of got me wondering, what would be your bucket list sporting event? I've been to a major. I've been lucky enough to go to the U.S. Open uh, in 2007. Uh, but I'm curious, do you have one that's on your list that you just can't wait to get to? So my number one, uh, I've been able to do it twice now, and that's the Daytona 500. And that was the event that got me into racing, got me so excited to just to see cars going quickly and seeing my favorite guy, Tony Stewart, never win it. But uh, because I've done that, I'd say well, I've won for hockey and won for racing. And the one for racing is the Indy 500. And I know Mike McKenna, that's he definitely loves that event too. But that's one that I hope to get with him, go to with my dad at some point. Uh, you know, there's nothing like guys going 230 miles per hour edge from the wall so close so dangerous it's really cool um but from hockey it's the spangler cup and i that's one where i'm going to be in switzerland uh, in two weeks time i'm hoping if there's a bit of a time off i can make a, a train ride down to davos you know that's just a, it's a beautiful city uh, you see the shots like if you've ever been to banff in canada it's kind of like banff but way cooler and uh i you know the spangler cup is just an unbelievable hockey event it's it's great hockey i know a lot of people will say oh like it's for canada it's just a bunch of has-beens and like you know might not have a connection to any of the other teams in the tournament but it's gone to the point where every game is very close and Canada with a team this past year with all this former NHL talent and all these top level players in Switzerland had trouble scoring against teams that were just out there just grinding it out and uh, the championship game was great uh, I can't remember a, a Spangler that was really boring to be honest so uh, that to me is one I'd love to go to okay I like that pick I'm going to go the baseball direction. And yes, in terms of obvious bucket list, I'm still waiting to cross off Wrigley Field. I've done Fenway. I've done a lot of the parks. PNC is my favorite. But I'm going to go across the sea to Japan because I've heard amazing things about anyone from anyone who's seen a pro baseball game there. Just the atmosphere is electric, the singing, the music, just the overall just fun environment. It's, it sort of goes against the, the dinosaur mentality that you sometimes get in Major League Baseball right now. You got bat flips galore, exciting defense, a lot of small ball, a lot of base running excitement, all that kind of stuff. I just hear it's an amazing experience. So I'm hoping to get to Japan one day and check out a baseball game. I just hear it's, it's the coolest thing ever. So Stephen, like we said, there's no games to bet on for poor Tyler Remchuk. So he's going to sit out this Friday episode 
we're going to jump right ahead to garbage time. And I do have a take for you. Uh, we were looking at the Eastern Conference playoff picture. I was trying to figure out who would be the scariest opponent for the Boston Bruins. I'd been saying the New York Islanders, we said it earlier in this episode, they'd be scary. But I'm starting to wonder a lot about the Florida Panthers because, and this is the take, then I'm going to bounce off you. I think they have the second best player in the world right now. I think they have the best player in the Eastern Conference, and that's Matthew Kachuk. He's been absolutely dominant. He has 30 points more than his next closest teammate, and that's why I do believe Matthew Kachuk should and will get some serious Hart Trophy votes, maybe second or third place. He's very similar to Taylor Hall the year he won it in 2017-18. But the dominance of Kachuk, I don't think people understand. It's not just the second straight 105-point season. In terms of the scoring chances, the margin when Kachuk is on the ice at 5-on-5, five 797 to 497. That's how much the ice tilts in Florida's favor with Kachuk out there. So do you agree with me? Am I, am I being too hyperbolic when I say Matthew Kachuk is playing like the second best player in the world right now? So when you first mentioned that earlier today, I laughed. I, I was like, no, there's no way. And then I was going through numbers and I was going through everything. I'm like, I can't come up with someone better, to be honest. And, you know, I feel like we were talking about, like, it was like last week, we were talking about how good Mitch Marner was, but he's not doing what Matthew Kachuk's been able to do. He's in a team where, like, he's getting back-to-back 100-point seasons on different teams with different line mates, and he's doing it, in this case, on a team that had to really claw their way back into the playoff race. And I'll give you credit. You brought it up a few weeks ago, I guess a few months ago, saying that, you predicted the Panthers were going to make a run to make the playoffs. And they were out of the playoffs at that time. And, you know, now it's looking like a pretty good bet. And i got to give a lot of credit to Alex Lyon, the way he's playing in net for Florida right now. I think the biggest downfall for this group is goaltending on a night-to-night basis. But they're getting it out of a guy that really should have been their third goalie this year. So that's, I think, a really good thing to see. But uh, I just, you know... Kachuk just does it all. A guy that could be so good at each zone, but also gets physical. Like, if I had a favorite player, it'd probably be him. Because I like those guys that could be that agitator, can get in your uh, your head, but can also make up for it in offense. It's not like he's just there to make you mad. He can make you mad, and then he'll also score a hat-trick against you. So I think, you know, when it comes to Kachuk, I, I can't disagree there. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Panthers if they get in and also what happens in net, like you said. And honestly, I would start Alex Lyon. You're not really, you don't actually have much to lose considering Sergei Bobrovsky has statistically been one of the worst playoff goalies of his generation. So I actually don't think it should be that hard of a decision, but maybe that's a garbage time discussion for next week. And that's it for today's episode of Daily Faceoff Live, brought to you by, of course, Botano. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you to Peter Baugh. Thank you to our head of production, Alex Allard. We'll be back Monday, as always, at noon for more Hockey Talk. In the meantime, we've got tons of content coming. Dailyfaceoff.com this weekend, especially with every single team in the NHL playing tomorrow. going to be an exciting Saturday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.